The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. There's this really beautiful image in the book of Revelation today of the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. And, uh, and it's worth reflecting on all of the symbolism that is contained in that. And, and it shows us what heaven will be like. And it's an image of what heaven will be like. And so as the city comes down, it has this massive high wall with 12 gates on which are inscribed the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. And there are three facing east, three west, three north, three south. And, and so the 12 tribes of Israel throughout the Old Testament, you know, they're all descended from the sons of Jacob. And then at a certain point, they're scattered. And, and it's called the diaspora, is sort of the scattering of them. And some of the tribes are lost and, and they're not present any longer at the time of the incarnation. And so when this city comes down and, and there's all these gates for each of the 12 tribes of Israel facing all directions, it, it really means that all of those who are scattered will be gathered. That in the end of time, all those who have been lost will have a way home and be welcomed back into this city. That what has become divided will be united. And then the foundation of the city 
has the names of the 12 apostles inscribed on it, that that city rests on the foundation of the apostles. And, and so as our Lord names 12 apostles, they sort of go out into the world to gather those lost tribes of Israel. And that is the mission of the church. The mission of the church is to bring unity where there was division and to gather those who were scattered. And Jesus brings that up in his preaching over and over and over again that, that he didn't come to for the righteous but for sinners. That he came to seek and save what was lost. And so the goal that we're all going towards, that goal in the kingdom of heaven, is a goal of unity, of bringing back everyone. And yet the church in our own time, like it continues to face these same temptations towards division or the, the same reality of, of losing members of the church or the reality of, you know, in our own lives and close to our own hearts, like losing people that are close to us or people who are close to us who aren't practicing anymore. There can be division over ideas about, like, what we should do or what the church should look like and how we pray and, and all of those things. And, but those divisions have existed from the beginning. They've existed from the beginning. And the solution is always the same. The solution is always Jesus, that Jesus is the one who brings unity where there's division. And he does that through the apostles. And in the Acts of the Apostles this morning, we, we have this reading that really could be applied in our own times very easily where there's this debate that's going on about whether or not you have to be circumcised in order to be a Christian. And, and so there are certain people in the church like from the very beginning that are saying things like, well, you're not a real Christian unless you're circumcised according to the Mosaic law. Right? All of us had to be circumcised, and so you have to be circumcised too, which is kind of a drastic thing. Like, I don't know if I, like, if I was a new Christian and as an adult, I don't know if I would sign up. And, and, but this was a huge debate that went on in, in sort of this idea that, that Christianity came out of Judaism, and so you have to follow the entire Jewish law in order to be a Christian. And so in, in solution to this, Paul and Barnabas go to the apostles and they ask them and, and they seek counsel from the apostles and, and they make this decision that you don't have to follow the entire Jewish law, but, but there are certain things that are incompatible with being a Christian. And so they tell them to abstain from meat sacrificed to idols because it's incompatible with being a Christian, right, to take part in idol worship. From blood, from meats of strangled animals, and from unlawful marriage, because all those things are incompatible. And, and so 
rather than falling into this temptation to be too rigid or too lax, the message they convey is that it's, it's the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us not to place any burden beyond these necessities. And that's something that is important, too, because we can all fall into this temptation to be too rigid or too lax and, and to move away from what's essential. And in any time we become more rigid or more lax than the church, we're moving out of obedience and we're moving out of love. And our Lord in the gospel reading today, he says and reminds us that that love is the most important thing. Whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him. And, and our love of our Lord is, is really an act of entrusting our hearts to him and, and seeking to be obedient to him. And, and that obedience means like that, like I trust that he knows better than I do what's best for my life. And so, so I seek him in all things. And the ways in which we live out our faith, the ways in which we avoid sin, the ways in which we're obedient to our Lord, we're obedient to the teachings of the apostles, we're obedient to the authority of the church. It's a, it's a manifestation of our love. And, and all of those things are moved by this person. Our strength is in our unity, and our unity comes from the fact that we're all in relationship with the same person. And that Jesus is the one thing that matters. And so when we find ourselves in the midst of that kind of temptation, or when we find ourselves in uncertainty, when we find ourselves in anxiety, when we find ourselves worried, when our hearts are troubled, the only place to go is to go back towards our Lord. When we see the kind of division that exists in our world and the division that exists in our church or in our families, the only place to go is to our Lord because he is the one that that goes out and seeks and saves those who are lost, who gathers what is scattered brings unity to our hearts, to our families, to our church, and the whole world. And so today, as we continue through this Easter season, we're getting ready to celebrate the Ascension on Thursday. Let us continue to pray that that our own hearts grow in surrender, in obedience, and love of our Lord, and that he will make all things new, that he will 
continue to seek out and save those who are lost, to gather those who are scattered. That the church even today may be a light that shines in the darkness of our world.